if I can keep your metabolism and your cells younger than your age, basically I keep you biologically younger from the inside and therefore you can have a higher chance of having a better healthy aging and therefore staying healthier longer. Are you ready to boost your longevity and unlock peak performance? Welcome to the Longevity and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Claudia van Berzelaga, longevity and peak performance coach. Each week, we'll explore groundbreaking science, unravel longevity secrets, share strategies to grow younger, and stay up to date with world-class health and peak performance pioneers. Everything you need to live longer, live better, and reach your fullest potential. Ready to defy aging, optimize health, and promote peak performance? Visit llinsider.com for more. My guest today is Dr. Joseph Antun. Dr. Antun has dedicated his professional experience to reforming health systems towards preventative care, which we know is so important. He is the CEO and chairman of El Nutra, a company founded based on the science and research of Dr. Walter Longo and the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California, USC. Dr. Antun is passionate about bringing back fasting as a longevity practice to humanity. Dr. Antun Joseph, what a pleasure to have you back on the Longevity and Lifestyle podcast today. Thank you, Claudia. And I think last time we had a wonderful episode. Hopefully people had a good change, a positive change in their lives, and we're going to try to do the same today. Exactly, exactly. And for the people who are coming across you for the first time as well, um, I really would um, be excited to dig in because this is such an important space for people for living well. So as an expert on longevity and fasting for living a long and healthy life, can you share what are the latest nutrition for longevity discoveries? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I work closely with longevity experts in, in, in particular when it comes to nutrition. Uh, I work very closely with Professor Walter Longo and uh, probably a lot of your uh, audience today would, you know, would have heard about his name. He's uh People today ask ChatGPT is like the number one longevity nutrition in the world by ChatGPT and number one fasting expert in the world because he leads the only longevity nutrition program, dietetic program at USC at the Longevity Institute of uh, the University of Southern California. And I'm referring to him because he has the Longevity Diet Book, which is an amazing read. I, I recommend everyone here go and get on Amazon or whatever your longevity diet book. And he spent over two decades of his life looking at what humans should eat to live a healthy, long life. So a lot of what I'm going to talk about is going to be kind of the, the fruits and the results of the work he did to discover or uncover what we're going to, we're going to talk about. So the approach that, that the Longevity Institute at USC took for nutrition is that first, they start studying centenarians, people living 100 and beyond, all the way from the blue zones around the world, we started going and seeing what do they eat, what, how they live, what's their lifestyle. And, and we wanted to learn and bring it back to our labs. And, and so any lesson we get from their lifestyle, we bring it back. We test it on mice first, and then we go to human trials. And then we try to prove the concept in human trials. And whatever nutrition formulation prevails as helping us optimize the metabolic you know, markers in the blood and or rejuvenate the cells, these are the two very important, you know, healthy aging optimization is how can I re reset my metabolism and how can I rejuvenate my cells? And when we do those together, 
we keep you biologically younger, right? And that's the goal of food for longevity. What is that concept? Everyone asks me, like, how come food could be a longevity (laughs) promoter is actually, okay, if I can keep your metabolism and your cells younger than your age, basically, I keep you biologically younger from the inside, and therefore, you can have a higher chance. You cannot promise people to live long, but they have a higher chance of having a better healthy aging and therefore staying, you know, healthier longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start with the recommendations then. Yes, yeah. You know, I think the number one nutrition recommendation that centenaries apply actually or they use is actually this 12 to 14 hours of fasting. You know, they, they don't, to, to simplify that, they don't snack late at night. Mm-hmm. It seems snacking at night is a big no-go. Yeah. Um, and, and we know that in science. Why? Because when you eat in the morning, you know, you have the entire day to burn, you're active, your mind is thinking when you go to work or if you're a mom or you know, you're busy, right? Your muscles are working, you burn it. Mm-hmm. And then when you eat late at night, you're going to sleep. It's not just that you're not burning the calories, but at night your body goes a little bit in what we call anabolic state. So all these growth factors are high because the body wants to rejuvenate at night and rest and rebuild. But when you give a lot of calories and the body's saying, okay, I'm in a storage mode, I'm in anabolic mode, growth hormone is high, insulin spikes when you eat, and everything is going into storage. And when you, when you spike insulin, you spike growth hormone and IGF, while you have a lot of calories in the body, that goes into fat and accelerated aging. So a lot of the centenarians eat their dinner 6 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Some of them walk after that. Some of them, you know, and, and there's other factors, none none related to nutrition. You know, they're ha- they're happy. They're living at their own, net, well-nested at their own place. They stress less. They, they act, they're active, but, but also they don't snack late at night. And I think this is what us now in the last decades, we've, we've lost, right? We stay very late at night across Netflix and across flipping on our phones, the news or Facebook or Instagram or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And or we're bringing a lot of work that we're late on and trying to work at night. So we're snacking a little bit. That extra snack seems to be very harmful. So a lot of people ask me, should we do intermittent fasting by skipping breakfast? Or, or and, and why there's conflicting data on intermittent fasting? It's conflicting because... People who skip breakfast, they're eating late at night. And even even they're, pra- they're trying to practice intermittent fasting, but it's not working because eating late at night is actually worse than skipping food for 16 hours coming after. Mm-hmm. So the recommendation is do your intermittent fasting. Try to be 12 to 14 hours. You don't need to go 16 and 18 and 24 and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And try to front load it. I always I came up with this word, front load your intermittent fasting, yeah. start early in the evening. So that's that's the number one recommendation. Yeah, so I think, I mean, well, I had a Dr. Sachin Pandan uh, as well, and I think that the sort of rule of thumb that I'm hearing, and let me know if you hear something else, but it's stop eating three to four hours before bed. Yeah, because then then also... When, when you're still active, you're still, you know, you're still a bit burning and then you're still, and then you're sleeping. And then when you sleep, you're sleeping on a, on a, on a body that's a little bit anabolic, but, but also start to, at the tail end of the night, you start, you know, inviting the body to start burning as well, uh, rather than be always in picking up fat and, and pushing biological aging through IGF and insulin. Yeah. So front loading, uh, in the morning. Um, and so, we were saying about the the nutrition and, and fasting, and some people are like, "What doesn't make any sense? What's nutrition and fasting? How does that work?" Yeah, so 
I'll transition from that intermittent fasting to the second discovery for longevity is a little bit of a longer fast. Mm-hmm. And so what what we discovered, I mean, look, humanity never had enough food to eat all the time, right? We were eating some some hours and some days there was no food. So mm-hmm. our body was living with fasting and feeding period. There was never feeding, 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 which is what we have today. Mm-hmm. And so we started studying almost now 23 years ago at different universities across the U.S. and Europe, we started studying what happens to the body if if the body fasts for several days. Mm -hmm. And we discovered something really important, which is, you know, if you fast for a day or two, that's intermittent fasting, you lose weight and you have a calorie depletion, which is great. A lot of people need that weight loss. It improves your blood pressure, your blood inflammation, and a lot of great markers. Now, when you cross day two of fast, is a special crisis that happens to the body because the body is telling the cells, I'm, I'm depleting my fat, right? I'm, I'm using fat as a reserve and it's been two days and, and now I cannot go any longer. You gotta fix your operations, you gotta rejuvenate, you gotta improve how you perform your, your job so that we survive as a whole. And so for the first time, we're seeing a stressful, positive stressful signal to the cells telling the cells you've been spoiled with a lot of food, now you're gonna go back, fix, and rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And this phenomenon is called autophagy, or self-rejuvenate, self-eat, and it won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016. Mm-hmm. And that was a very big you know, scientific kind of award to a phenomenon that we never knew before, which is not eating is as important to rejuvenate the body as eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ideally you want to go for a three to five days of fast. If you go longer, you're just bankrupting the body. If you go shorter, you're, you're losing weight, but you're not rejuvenating the cells. Mm-hmm. And so five days of fasting turns out to be a really important period, but it's very difficult to fast on water. Um, again, if, if you stress the body, it's, it's still a stress. And mm-hmm. so once we showed that fasting for five days was very important, we, went to human trials to show what happens in humans. It was very difficult for people to fast for five days. Obviously. They weren't very happy. And then they weren't very happy. And then so, so the National Institute of Health helped us with actually a total of $20 million, I think, historically now, to come up with what we call a fasting-mimicking nutrition or a fasting-mimicking diet. So basically, we put 18 universities together and research centers, mm-hmm. and we took big big dollars into the research. And we said, okay, how can we develop a plant-based, gluten-free, lactose-free, very healthy, uh, rich in healthy fats, low in carbs, and plant-based sources of protein? How can we develop a precision nutrition formulation that you can eat for five days, but your body doesn't recognize the food? Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we started studying the cells, how they sense food, how the cell recognizes if there's food or it's fasting, mm-hmm. and we've, there's three receptors on the cell, um, the TOR pathway, the RAS pathway, and the and the um, PKA pathways. Mm-hmm. And these pathways, they tell their radars. We call them nutrient-sensing pathways. They sense the food. Mm-hmm. And then we developed a diet that barely goes through the pathways without convincing the pathways that there's enough food. Mm-hmm. And it goes around the pathways with other molecules. So you're consuming food, you're not spiking systemically insulin and IGF. Mm-hmm. And at the cellular level, the sensors of the cells are telling the cells, well, we're noticing a little bit of food, but we're not fully convinced to stay in a defensive mode mm-hmm. and rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. And that's a, probably one of the biggest discoveries in nutrition, actually, in, in, in at least recent history. 
uh, it was awarded till now over 50 patents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in food, getting a patent is almost impossible. There's yeah. food anywhere and everything has been tried. Mm-hmm. So over 50 patents and including patents on, on preventing chronic conditions and including patents on, these are not claims, they're patents, and, and on patents on promoting longevity, which is the only product now in history to have a nutritional product, a fully issued patent on promoting human longevity in the U.S. and in Europe is the fasting mimicking diet. So that's, that was a big, big discovery to, to kind of... Uh, um, and so we launched this product. It's called Prolon. Mm-hmm. And we launched Prolon the five days a few years ago. Mm-hmm. There's, I think, over a million now consumption of Prolon. And people use it to go through five days of mental reset, total body reset, there's a lot of metabolic markers that change. There's a lot of uh, weight, actually, fat-induced weight uh, loss. Uh, fasting is the only intervention that protects muscle. So it's very important because a lot of people now lose weight either with chronic calorie restriction or they inject the Ozempics or the others, and, and you lose muscle in all these types of uh, uh, you know weight losses. Fasting is a positive stress on the muscle, so the rejuvenation on the muscle is critical with Prolon and the fasting nutrition. I just wanted to really highlight that point for people watching and listening that, you know, the five-day fast and muscle degeneration, and this is really, really essential. Um, and so it's really f- phenomenal that with this yeah. mimicking protocol that you've sold for a major issue with fasting for, for some people. And and just to bear in mind that we're not talking about just like weightlifters and people who are, you know, building muscle, but, you know, think of also women. It's very important to maintain mu- muscle mass um, as we age as well. So this really applies it's, to the whole spectrum of, of people. It's critical. I think people between age 40 and 70 and women, especially when, you know, going through menopause and peri and post, mm-hmm. but everyone, men and women between age 40 and 70, this is where you need to definitely start practicing fasting to not always push your body towards the growth and pre-disease, right? So mm-hmm. cancer is also has, has been linked to the push of high protein diets and frequent eating. Diabetes is definitely a disease of, uh, to most cases in type two mm-hmm. of overeating. Now we're calling Alzheimer's diabetes type three. So we know that between age 40 and 70, and, and actually we were about to publish a big article in Nature. Nature is the number one science journal of the world, yeah. showing that if you do prolon three times per year between age 50 and 70, you're going to actually uh, decrease your biological age by 11 years, which basically is closer to that four to five years of chronological age. Wow. So it's critical to slow down the the food impact mm-hmm. on the body between age 40 and 70 mm-hmm. because it's just pushing you towards starting one of the chronic diseases and having these fasting periods kind of pull you back from it. Yeah, I have a few questions from that as well, but um, Dr. Delbredesen, the neuroscientist, has been on as well, and he really pointed out that neurodegenerative diseases are 20 years in the making. So people think it's like, oh, when you're 70 or whatever, but actually like from the age of 40, if you start really getting on top of all these different things and, and doing this in inter- the fasting periods, as you said, so three times a year is the I- ideal protocol to see the results. Yeah. This is where drugs are failing on Alzheimer's because it's already the damage, the accumulation has have happened. You got to change your lifestyle early on mm-hmm. and to start. And, and again, that, 40 year is 40 years is really an important an important you know mark and we believe that adopting intermittent fasting and or doing the prolon 5 days it's it's just a box that comes to your house you buy it on prolon on the website prolonlife.com 
and then and then you just you, you get it three times a year if you subscribe to three times and you will rarely hear somebody telling you just do three times just give me 15 days <laughs> during that year but they're powerful because the fasting impact on the cell and rejuvenating the cell is a very powerful intervention. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Thank you so much for your support as it helps keep our content free for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Prolon. If you want the health benefits of fasting, such as healthy aging, weight loss, energy, and mental clarity, while still being able to eat, Prolon's fasting-mimicking nutrition products are for you. Prolon is the first and only clinically tested doctor-recommended fasting nutrition program based on over 20 years of research and developed by the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California in collaboration with 17 other prestigious universities. I'm a fan of the Prolon 5-Day Fasting Nutrition Program. It's primarily Primarily plant-based, non-GMO food is shown to rejuvenate your body's cells the same way fasting would. And if done three times per year, can reverse your biological age by 2.5 years. Check out Prolon's five-day fasting nutrition program and subscribe to do the program every four months for the best results by going to prolonlife.com. That's P-R-O-L-O-N-L-I-F-E dot com. And for you, dear audience, get 20% off with code CLAUDIA20 at checkout today. And now back to the show. Some people might have been like, oh, I tried to fast once and it didn't go so well. Is there a certain protocol you recommend in order to make sure that that transition goes as smoothly as possible? Yeah. Uh, well, and this is why we do fasting with nutrition because water fast, you know, is very effective, but it's also very difficult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some people feel like the impact of water fast more than the stress of it, more than the benefits. So mm -hmm. Um, we, we, we have developed for intermittent fasters, we have what we call a fast bar and a fasting shake. Mm -hmm. They can do it to replace one meal. So for those who do intermittent fasting, they want to do the 12 hours, but they want to extend it to 16 hours mm -hmm. instead of just staying purely on water for 16 hours. A lot of people are like, no, I want to just water fast for 16 hours. But, and please hear me here, um, the science shows that if you go long, especially when you skip breakfast in the morning and you're just starving your body throughout the day, you lose weight, but you lose weight because the essential organs are asking for weight, right? So for, for calories. So the brain is thinking in the morning, the heart needs to pump, the muscles need to work, the kidneys are filtering the blood. So don't starve your body when your body is at prime during the day. Feed it during the day and starve it overnight. And this is where our science is trying to shape intermittent fasting by saying, don't skip breakfast and go all the way till 2, 3 p.m. That's not the front load intermittent fasting we talked about. Just have your dinner early, do your breakfast. And if you don't want to do your breakfast, we have a fast bar and we have a fasting shake that you can still take in the morning because we want to nourish your essential organs and mimic the fast. So a lot of people today do their 16-hour nourished fast but with a fasting shake and a fasting bar mm -hmm. in the morning. Um, so a lot of people, uh, to, to complete the portfolio, so you have a one-meal replacement, and then a lot of people try to do the one-day fast, you know, once or twice a week just to balance, right? Yeah. And it comes from from religion, actually. A lot of religions, you know, preach the Monday, Wednesday, uh, or the Tuesday, the Tuesday, Thursdays, right? Mm -hmm. Or the Fridays, you know, with the with Christians do, I think, Tuesday for Virgin Mary and Friday mm -hmm. for Good Friday. And so mm -hmm. a lot of... And Buddhism also have have this. So a lot of divine religions, you know, had historically that once or twice a week fasting, mm -hmm. which I think is important for the body as much as for prayers and and the soul as well. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and we have developed for those who cannot do the full day water fast. And again, we don't recommend that you always go on water fast. It's a stress. We have a product called Reset, which is a one-day fasting nutrition. So mm-hmm. you want to replace the meal, you have the fast pot and a fasting shake. You want to replace one day, you have the Reset. Again, it's a box that comes to your house. You open it, it has the food that you can eat throughout the day, and your body stays in a fasting mode because that food goes around the nutrient-sensing pathways. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do three times per year, full biological reset, you do prolon three times a year. With the five days. Well, is there an optimal, like what is research showing um, in terms of optimal? Is, is it like good to do once a week, you know, fasting day with the supporting with the nutrition that, that works really well, and then once a, a quarter or I guess once every four months, right? The the five-day fast, is that a good cadence to get the optimal longevity benefits? I would say it depends on, on people, right? I mean, if you're 40 and you're a woman and you're, say, gaining weight a little bit fast, you're different than if you're 60 and you're... So every age has a different... In, but I'll say in general, if you're healthy in general mm-hmm. and you just want to rejuvenate the cells, you can do the th- prolong three times per year. If you're getting more weight or you're becoming pre-diabetic, and now we just launched our diabetes program, actually. So we, we're showing that we're 800% better than current medication in inducing diabetes regression. Wow. 800%. That's a big number. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's not a surprise. It's diabetes is a foodborne disease, yes. right? I mean, it happens with overeating. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly fasting, which is a perception of non-eating, <laughs> is, you know, I always get this big reaction from physicians that keep in your leaders. Wow, how, how come... The fasting mimicking diet is superior to good medication, of course. I mean, it's a disease of overeating, and then you send fasting signals to the body and we reverse it the fastest, right? Amazing. And but because we we went in medicine through the wrong way, and now we're we're uncovering what's obvious, and we're surprised Beautiful. by it. But yeah, then 100. percent So we mm-hmm. we launched a special program called Anutra Health for Diabetes that has diabetes. So. The frequency then increases. So if you're if you're getting a little bit of weight, you can do it up to four times per year. If you're pre-diabetic and touching on diabetes, then you do it four to five times. And if you're in diabetic, what we tested is you do it six times, mm-hmm. which is helping 67% of participants to reduce medication in six months. Wow, which is beautiful. And I feel like everyone out there, if you know anybody who's diabetic or pre-diabetic, please let them know this, that it's possible to reverse it and not go down that path of diabetes, which is... So cruel. Some ends up in amputation sometimes and blindness. I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a painful disease. And, you know, what, what Dr. Anton is sharing here, it's not necessary. It can be reversed by just a few days <laughs> each year. Right. So, um, I love the, these amazing breakthroughs and, and news as well. So I'm, I'm so excited for you to be sharing this, um, here today. Can you talk also about some other, um, yeah, breakthrough stories that you've seen or, or use yeah. cases, if you will, from, from patients and clients that have been using the, the protocols. We have 32 human trials now that are testing the fasting mimic nutrition for different purposes, longevity, <laughs> weight, weight loss, and then pre-diabetes, and then two on diabetes. We have eight on cancer, and we have one on Alzheimer's that we're testing, and two on autoimmune disease. Stanford University and University of Miami are doing the autoimmune diseases. And I don't want to be, you know, here selling the product for for reversing a health condition because, you know, nutrition is not, um, by regulatory, is not positioned as medicine, although it is actually a very powerful medicine. What I will tell you is, is how are we conceptually testing the fasting mimic nutrition for for health conditions? So, in in you know, for example, in autoimmune autoimmune conditions, you know, you have 
the body has the white cells, the immune cells are by mistake attacking one organ, right? It could be the thyroid, we call it Hashimoto. It could be the skin with cirrhosis, psoriasis, etc. And fasting, actually, when you open, and, and I got the chance to see medical medical you know, books back in like, you know, in last century, they had fasting in the old, old days. Yeah. <laughs> fasting was part of the cure of autoimmune disease. I mean, cure meaning remission, mm-hmm. decreasing a flare, not, not curing, meaning we're taking the entire disease off. But so, you know, the white blood cells, they, when they're attacking an organ, they're, they're replicating fast, so they need calories to replicate. They're releasing cytokines, and, 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 and that increases the temperature of the body. All this is calorie expenditure, heat calorie expenditure. So if you want to fuel it, you eat frequently, you fuel that. And if you fast, what we're seeing is the body actually cannot sustain growing white blood cells and then inducing a high inflammatory state in the body because it spends calories. So it's a, again, fasting works by stress, especially when you go over the second and the third day. Mm-hmm. And so what we're seeing is the body trying to get rid of, uh, kills actually the T cells that are active and doing the attack. And, um, and you see the flare, the, the, the flare of the attack of the white blood cells on the organ decreases. And because it's also a rejuvenation it's at the same time, we're seeing the damaged organ trying to heal out of, out of that. So this is what we've seen in mice. We're testing that in human right now, again, at Stanford University of Miami. So exciting. It's very promising. I think we're going we're gonna to be very successful in autoimmune. Um, and because the concept of fasting, again, has always been in traditional medicine to decrease the hyperexcitability of the immune system and the attack and help the damaged organ rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Cancer is actually something that we focus a lot on because, you know, once you have a cancer cell, it's a cell that lost the inhibition of, of non-replication. So it just keeps growing and doesn't matter if it's touching other cells, it just keeps growing. And when it grows enough, it goes everywhere in the body and becomes metastatic and, and eats the entire, you know, energy and calorie intake of the body. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, traditionally, we say, oh, you have cancer, we're going to nourish your body because... Cancer is, is sucking the calories, right? And you become frail, and then there's the side effects of chemo. And we're used to, to the patients drinking high-calorie, you know, boost and insured and other stuff. Mm-hmm. To, but actually, you're nourishing cancer. Cancer mm-hmm. is the hungriest organ once you have it. Mm-hmm. And so we did the opposite. We started studying fasting before the chemotherapy. So when you fast, the cancer is so lost is so weakened because it lives on calories and suddenly and cannot stop replicating so it's it's like somebody has to run a marathon Mm -hmm. and cannot stop and then you stop you know food and drink for that person it collapses. and the same thing where the cancer has to grow cannot stop Mm -hmm. and then you starve it starving cancer is very powerful it gets lost and so the strategy that we're testing when we we already published multiple times on it is you fast the fasting mimicking nutrition to cancer, and then you hit it with chemo on day four or five or with immune therapy or with tyrosine kinase or whatever therapy, mm-hmm. depending on cancer. We've published twice on breast cancer. We're doing col- you know, colon cancer now when, um, and prostate cancer, et cetera. So we're seeing that the cancer is very much weakened when you fast it before the chemotherapy hits it. And we're seeing immune rejuvenation, so better immune attack mm-hmm. against cancer. So the entire body is rallying to get rid of cancer when the body goes into the positive stress of fasting. So beautiful because it's just allowing the body to be at its best. And I think we forget that. We're so 
brainwashed with marketing and we need to be eating all the time and doing all these things. And, and actually the body wants to repair, the body wants to be well. So by doing these fasts, you know, you, you're allowing that space in there to the body to rejuvenate, to heal, to clear out the bad um, as well, which, which is really, really phenomenal as well. So that they sound really, really promising. I'm, I'm excited to hear. Are there any use cases where you'd say, you know, this is not um, for people with this disease or over a certain age or under a certain yeah. age? The prolon, the five-day fasting nutrition is, is you know, again, plant-based, doesn't have any chemicals or, or new chemical entity or biological. It's just, it's just healthy, real healthy food, but it mimics fasting. So there's, there's four profiles that, that probably should wait or should not do it. First, if you have any allergy to the ingredients like, like food, right? And, and it's, it's rich with pecan and, and macadamia, actually. So if you have allergies to macadamia and pecans, you should definitely not do it. I find them delicious and thankfully I don't have any allergies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then if, uh, if you're pregnant or you're lactating because you're growing another body within your body and you have to produce milk, so mm -hmm. you don't want to fast at that age. There's no reasons to fast below age 18. You're not like suffering from chronic, you know, from cancer or dementia or or uh, or aging or and above age 80 or 70 to 80, we recommend you see your doctor because what if you have chronic diseases and what if you're frail and your body is weakened already? You don't want to fast that mm -hmm. that persona. So mm -hmm. allergies, you know, pregnancy. Uh, below age 18, above age 70, 80, consult with your doctor mm -hmm. if you want to do it. Just to reconfirm. Um, Dr. Yeah. Antin, if you could live to 150 years old, or I should rephrase that, when you live to 150 yeah. years old, <laughs> with excellent health, how would you spend your time? I ask all my guests. I've dedicated my life to medicine and longevity. I think, I think time for me is positive memories. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're healthy and you can give back and you have purpose in life, I think it, it it drives happiness, mm -hmm. and we see this we see this in 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 the centenarians, right? What drives them to hundred plus is mainly their happiness, and it's 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 you know there are five factors that to 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 help our listeners here five longevity if you want pillars, right? Mm -hmm. You have nutrition, and we talk a little bit about nutrition. Mm -hmm. We have exercise, we have stress, we have sleep, and we have social capital and happiness. Mm -hmm. In the two, the number one and two, they compete is nutrition and happiness. And maybe that purposeful social capital wellness that happy maybe is better because it drives everything, right? When you're happy and you're, and you're, you're content and you're feeling like a great purpose in life and you're by your family, et cetera, then you eat healthier, then you exercise more, then you stress less, then you sleep better. So it's like the mother of the other pillars. Mm -hmm. And and I feel that you know giving back to humanity and helping people live a better life is what drove me to to start med school, and and now trying to bring back the science of longevity and health, helping people stay healthy long. We don't want people to live long and sick. That's mm -hmm. this is we're watching our grandparents and our parents go through that. Yes, and we don't want that. We want people to live healthy long and then die in a short in a short period so they don't suffer. Yeah. And that, that would be my purpose is to, to try to ensure that in, in as many ways as possible. Beautiful. What excites you most about the future of health, well-being and longevity over the coming years and beyond? What excites me the most is that there's a lot of concepts that we talk about today that were known even in the past, but never implemented in health policy and health and public health and, and, and healthcare because the system was living was spoiled, right? There's a lot of money per coming in healthcare. It's okay, let's practice sick care. You know, we wait for people to be sick mm -hmm. and then everyone makes money when they're sick. 
and then and then and then we die. And I think what excites me is, fortunately but unfortunately, is the system came to a crisis, and therefore now a lot of insurance, a lot of policymakers are looking for true solutions mm-hmm. to decrease the bill in healthcare. And they're saying, okay, it's time to do prevention. It's time to eat healthy. It's time to pay for food. Yes. Um, you know, I had to witness. So one of our subsidiaries is called Nutrition for Longevity, mm-hmm. and we sell meal kits, healthy meal kits, mm-hmm. at your, you know, to your house. Uh, we call it Nutrition for Longevity. Mm-hmm. And last year, the government blessed us to be reimbursed. Ah. And now, if if in the U.S., if you have one of 32 health conditions, imagine how food is powerful. 32 health yeah. conditions. Mm-hmm. We ship you the food. You pay nothing if you're under Medicare or Medicaid. And now 93 insurances signed us. Wow. So what excites me is that that pressure on doing more prevention has led to paying for the healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we were able with our science to come in and, and show the government first, you know, thankfully NIH sponsors a lot of our trials, but now the payers, Medicare, Medicaid, and multiple insurance across the country, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna United, you know, Humana, a lot of them, are paying for our food as medicine. And this is probably one of the most exciting things because you know, I went to med school and I, I never learned anything about nutrition and, and it just throughout life and throughout searching for true solutions where I learned about the power of food. I always say it's the only product we put in our body every day, three to four times a day. I mean, think about it, right? It's, it's yeah. the day you're born to the day you die. There's <laughs> one product you consume every day, right? They want us to inject Ozempic. They want us to take pills. Mm-hmm. There's one product you take by definition every day. Why we have not tailored that product mm-hmm. to be on our side, to help us live long, to create happiness, to rejuvenate our body. We always just use it for pleasure and taste and, and social gathering. Uh, what excites me is that we were able to use hardcore science to switch that product now into um, a, a an enabler of longevity. That's really, really a big breakthrough and exciting. And, and for people non-US based around the world, they might be like, oh, what's the big deal if the insurance pays for it? But uh, so many people are dependent on their insurance companies actually paying for their support. And I, I was reading a study once, you know, that the um, challenges of, of people with lower income, you know, when McDonald's or, or one of these other brands are offering $1 meals, they're obviously thinking, well, budget constraints, I'm going to go to McDonald's. So to be able to get healthy longevity meals for free covered by their, their cares, this is a real big game changer. And hopefully other countries around the world will follow suit as well. So that's really exciting. I think they will. We're working on it. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Where can people follow what you are up to on social media or websites? Um, what would you like to share um, with people? <laughs> yeah, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and in general I'm, I, across all platforms at Dr. Joseph Anton. That's my, always it's Dr. Joseph Anton is is same handle everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to read more about Prolon and, and the fasting and nutrition, you can go to Prolon Life. Dot com. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read about the company and what we stand for, our company is called El Nutra. It's longevity through nutrition. It's right behind me. <laughs> and you can go to our website and read more about our mission, the story of our founder, Walter Longo. But if anything today, I would like your listeners to buy the book, read The Longevity Diet, Game Changer for Your Life. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then try Prolon, the five-day fasting nutrition mm-hmm. three times a year. And if you're an intermittent faster, you want to replace your breakfast in the morning, you can do the fast bar and the fasting shake. And this is how I'm able to touch your life positively with science on nutrition. Yeah, it's really phenomenal. So thank you. And also, um, Dr. Antun, dear audience has kindly offered a 20% discount for the three-year 
uh, for the three times a year subscription, if you use at checkout the code Claudia20, um, you can get 20% off. So thank you for offering that to my audience. Yeah, and we'll link it in for the sure. as well. So thank yes. you for that. Um, do you have any final ask or recommendation or any parting thoughts or message for my audience today? I strongly advise that people, you know, have have your family dinner a little bit earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, try again to a little bit exercise after that and then sleep. Probably that's one of the biggest, in my humble experience, that's, and I've seen a lot of interventions for longevity, being happy sleeping on a, on a, in a good, uh, you know, uh, fa overnight fasting and three times a year, just rejuvenate in your bodies. I, I, I always use the analogy of a car race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you're racing, you're the pilot and, and your engine is heat and you, this is aging, right? And you're going fast into an issue, one of the diseases, mm -hmm. you can slow down on the engine, intermittent fasting, happiness, exercise, right? Mm -hmm. And twice or three times during the race, you go on a pit stop. That's mm -hmm. prolonged. The mechanics come in, they put the system in check, and whatever is going wrong, they're going to fix it and send you back as a healthier car to stay longer in the race. Beautiful. And so this is what I would recommend. Yeah. Okay, so here's <laughs> to the pit stops. And the beauty of it is that you can actually eat while doing it, right? So you're not just yes. drinking water and thinking the whole time yes. I can't actually do this. So I've, I've done both, right? And so I know yes. uh, it can be tricky with just water. So it's beautiful to have products like your um, from, from Prolon as well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing Appreciate you very much. This as well. It's been beautiful. Thank you.